Planting Seeds of Faith on the Article 7 Podcast. summer. I'm Andy Jago, pastor at Bethany Lutheran Church. And you could visit Bethany Lutheran by going to 2501 Beacon Hill Road in Alexandria, Virginia, or you can go to our newly renovated website, www.bethany, B-E-T-H-A-N-Y, and then put a dash and type in lcms.org. On the new website, you can find Lots of pictures. You can find our history and even some samples of our worship music, maybe even a sermon or two. Now, it's been a while since I last put out a podcast, Christmas, I think. But this seems like a good time to share a recent sermon series I did from the last chapters of Paul's letter to the Galatians. So this is episode one of Growing with Galatians and the first sermon I preached in this series, Seeds of Faith. the sermon today is from the epistle lesson in Galatians, which I fiddled with a little bit, I'll admit. I wanted to go back, since it was the appointed reading, uh, which we didn't get to because of Trinity Sunday, the verses 7 and 9, and they read thus, Know then that it is of faith, those of faith who are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, And you be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Thus far the text, in the name of Jesus, dear Christian friends. I, you know, I, there's, a, there's some agricultural connections that we're going to be making in the next few weeks with the second half of Galatians. And you'll hear these words connected to the parables of Jesus, the sower of the good seed, and so forth. You'll hear them in the words of the prophets. Isaiah talks about the vineyard, and he has all sorts of reference there, Amos, Hosea. Uh, and, and it's all over the scripture if you look for it. I tend to look for it because I grew up near a farm, uh, and we grew a lot of things on our property as well. Uh, so, and, it's, and it was interesting. So I'm approaching Galatians. I've preached and taught a lot on Galatians, but I'm approaching it from this agricultural angle for the first time, I think. And that is to take a look at three places where Paul, you know, brings out, uh, you know, the, these things. Now, the first one isn't readily apparent, but I, with Abraham, how everyone is blessed through Abraham. I think of Abraham as someone who planted a seed. Now, I'm going to come over here. I didn't do a children's sermon today, but I want to show you, the, what is this here? You know what this is? French fries, potato chips. You know where those come from? Not from the grocery store. <laughs> They come from a potato, that's right. And the interesting thing about a potato that we used to, we did at home, is we'd keep these through the winter time, uh, and then the ones that we didn't eat, you know, would, would, would be growing things out of these eyes, of course. These are all little seeds around the potato. You cut this up, you put it back in the ground, and you got more potatoes. <laughs> it's a neat thing. 
God, of course, plans this in creation, and I believe that's the same God that created all things, created us with the plants and, and, uh, and animals and so forth. We're, just, we're connected to these things. You know what this is? It looks like a pickle, right? Now, this is a cucumber, and if you break it open, I'll eat this later, but if you look inside there, you see these little things here? Those are also little seeds, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. So this is what we're talking about today, things that grow, and we have lots of things that grow around us, of course, uh, and, uh, and, and, and looking at those, uh, we're going to talk today about ways in which we're supposed to grow too. Like I said, this color green is, is not an accident at this time of the church year, uh, and, but it is kind of neat that normally we start this time of the church year a little earlier, but because Easter was so late, uh, we're starting this right after the summer solstice. Uh, right after that sun is hanging nice and high and warm up in the sky, warming up the earth and causing all things to grow. Now, one thing I did in this sermon, which I, I haven't done uh, for a long time, is I wrote out an outline for you to follow along if you want to, uh, and, and so I could fill that in uh, as we go. Uh, <laughs> you know, I originally, I thought the name of the title of the sermon series would be Veggie Tales, but that had been taken already, so, <laughs> and we're, you know, and I, 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 I if my, my kids were here, they'd be already groaning, because they could anticipate the, the vegetable puns, we do those, I do a lot of dad puns at home, uh, and I, you know, I, I, I don't think that those, those are things that should be forced, they should be more organic, <laughs> natural in the sermon, you just never know when they're going to turn up, right? <laughs> All right, we'll stop there. <laughs> One of the interesting connections in Galatians is we think about faith and think about how you know, the, the seeds of faith will say that Abraham planted. There's a phrase that's in the, in the verses today. Paul writes, before faith came and after faith came. I had to think about that and what that means, before faith came. So God reckons to Abraham faith and righteousness. But Abraham was called, he would say uh, God chose Abraham to plant those first seeds of faith or, faith, or seeds of righteousness, rather. You know, so Abraham was, became this nation that was supposed to show the world what it was like to love, to love God and to love each other. Did they always succeed? No, because we're talking about humans and sinful people, but God would ultimately correct the sinfulness of the world through faith that came by Abraham. Now, Abraham, was he, a per was he perfect when it came to faith? Abraham's faith, I think, was tested every step of the way. He was called out from his home, and yes, he did that, uh, but God promised Abraham, you're gonna, uh, the, 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 the way that, you, that you'll be blessed is that I'm going to give you a child. I will give you a son. It's going to come through you and Sarah. And Abraham's faith wasn't perfect. He and Sarah tried to take, they've got to be a very old age, and they tried to take things into their own hands, we'll say. And God said, no, that's not the plan. <laughs> the plan is that the promise is going to come through Sarah. And then when the time came and Sarah entertains three visitors, which is God, coming to say, Sarah, the time has come. You're going to have this child. What does Sarah do? She laughs. <laughs> Now, maybe part of that is joy. We don't know, but she's trying to cover up afterwards. No, I didn't really laugh. Uh, no, you did. And, 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 and I don't think that there's perfect faith that, that, that is there. 
But there is faith. So <laughs> through Abraham, God calls Abraham out. He's not a perfect, but God says to Abraham, I'm going to bless you. And then through, that, through, through your descendants, through that child and through your descendants, you are going to be a blessing to all nations. This faith is going to branch out, if you will. It's, going to, it's, it's, going to, it's not just going to stay there, but it's going to go into, into all nations, he says. That's the promise. So from this first seed, if you will, of Abraham's child comes a whole nation that is to bring this blessing. Now that says, you know, God, the, the, it, before faith came, but, what, but Abraham had faith, and God credited it Abraham, the faith is righteousness. Before faith came, though, what is that? Well, we have to come back to that because what does that mean? If faith was there, and it's all through the, 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 the Old Testament, but then there is a time where faith is ultimately revealed. Before that time, the law, Paul writes, that's here in, in, uh, verse, in the next section of verses. It begins in verse 24. So then the law was our guardian. So the law help to shine a light to the other nations, if you will. Uh, the law showed, shine, shone the light down on this, uh, this group of people who God called together, and again, to show the world what is God's love. This is how we love God. This is how we love one another. God loved us so much, he called us out of slavery. He called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. That is the message that is to go out, and other nations would see that and know what, what love for God and for one another looks like. Just like Abraham, though, it's not perfect. The law is there to, to help instruct and guide, still there to, for us today. But we have something else besides just the law. We have this over here. The, we, have, we have Abraham, the, his faith was credited to him as righteousness. Uh, Paul brings that up a number of times, both in Galatians and in Romans. But we have this as well. Just as God said, Abraham, I know you're not perfect, and so <laughs> I'm going to perfect you with my faith. You know, we have the waters of baptism washing away all those imperfections, all the ways that all the things inside of us that, that separate us from God, which is why we, you see the, the color white on the baby and on the pastor too on most Sundays, because this is what God sees when he looks at us, not our sinful selves, but the righteousness. He sees the goodness of Jesus on us. I, I love the words of the scripture, so I think of this when I put on my, my robe on Sunday. Paul writes, you have put on Christ in your baptism. You know, you put on his righteousness. If only it were that easy in life, you know, to carry this around as a reminder wherever you went that, yes, I'm supposed to show the world how much I love God and how much I love my, you know, the people that God has given me around us. But I need the law, too. I need that not because that's my way, way to heaven, but as a guide, as a way of instruction, as a way of wisdom, so that it, it can help others, as Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, to see your good works and to give glory to your Father in heaven. So people can see your love of God and for one another and give glory to God in heaven. It's a both and. You know, it's, it's, what, it's what comes together here. Again, it's, it's not the, 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 the good works are not our way to salvation. But now what has changed, though? Before faith came, 
We have the law as our guide, but what, what does it mean after faith came? Because if you read Hebrews 11, you see there's a lot of faith in the Old Testament, right? It's Abraham and Moses, and it goes person after person all the way throughout the Old Testament. We have faith there, but it isn't until Christ comes that it's fully revealed. And there's something else. It's no longer the law, you know, you have to stay on the straight and narrow, and this is going to be your guide. Uh, but now it's a joyful response. Now we see the love of God in Jesus Christ. Now we see the nail-scarred hands. Extend, we see the hands extended on the cross, and we know just how deep and wide and awesome God's love is for us. And so that comes to us by faith now. Now we see it with our eyes. Now we experience it, and we know it in our hearts. How do we, what is one of the ways it manifests? Paul writes here in Galatians, the way that when, now the faith has come, you are one in Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. He's writing this to Galatians, which are a mix of those, those, uh, those different nations. There's neither slave nor free. There's no male or female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. I mentioned that today is a special international day, and I love it when when people uh, of all different walks of life from all around the world come together. And what brings us together? It's knowing that love of God in Christ Jesus. That's what brings us together. It's these waters of baptism that now cover us. That's what brings us together. It removes all those distinctions that we make about one another and the ways in which the world may try to separate us, and it brings us together as one family. The, the, the Paul writes to these Galatians. He said, you want to know if you're part of the family. You are part of the family by baptism. You are part of the family by faith. Those of you who are baptized in Christ have put on Christ. God's love doesn't know any boundaries or borders. We're the ones that put those up. One of my favorite, but, uh, one of my uh, experiences that I remember back when I was a, uh, an intern uh, that's a vicar in the Lutheran church and, uh, and I was a vicar in Indiana, but they, I was sent on a mission journey with the youth group uh, to El Paso, Texas. And it was, we went between El Paso and Juarez, Mexico. Juarez is making the news these days as a border town. Uh, and so we were just, I mean, you, you could see the border, you know, right from where we were. But we, we kept going back and forth. It was a wonderful experience early on in my ministry to meet someone who was had studied for the ministry and was a new pastor, but formerly a mariachi player. <laughs> and boy, was he a lot of fun to be around. Uh, just had the joy of Jesus wherever he went. He went around with his guitar, singing about it, and uh, learned so much through that. But that's what we mean, not the law as a guide, as a burden on our souls, but as a joyful response. He was so joyful in responding to the love of Jesus that he had. And it was contagious. Those of us in the youth group who helped build, you know, first, you know, we were building the, the church that they were going to use there and in Juarez as their gathering place of worship, and which was just in the middle of this village, you know, just in the, almost in the middle of nowhere. Um, but the, the borders didn't matter. It didn't matter if you were a Maricano or a Mexicano. Uh, you, were just, you were just there because, uh, and you could feel the connection. And what Paul is writing about here, about being one in Christ, Faith makes us heirs of the promise. doesn't matter what your bloodline is. This isn't because of blood. This is except for one person's blood, right? Except by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what makes us 
heirs of the promise. The promise came through Abraham. Now it came to him, first of all, because God promised him a what? A child. (laughs) And isn't it something, when faith had come, faith is revealed in Christ Jesus. So I don't think it's too early to think about Christmas. (laughs) because that's how faith came also, the promise to a child. For unto us a son is born, and unto us a child is given. His name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, uh, Prince of Peace. This is the blessing that we have through Jesus Christ. His blood shed on the cross covers us and brings us the righteousness, and not a righteousness through the law but by faith that brings us together. And so in this summertime, in this Pentecost season, we are growing, dear friends in Christ. We are growing. And so let us, let us gather where the, where, wherever we see the light, not only of the S-U-N coming down and warming us and causing things to grow where we are, but also the light of the S-O-N through his word, through his precious sacraments. Let's, let's not give up on meeting together through all the things that we enjoy in the summertime. I want, we want to go out and enjoy God's creation and all the things that he has made, but we also experience his love as we are a recreation, uh, that we are in our baptism and that we are in our love of God. And oh, yeah, I can't help myself. But here at the end, at the end of the sermon, I'll say, let us grow <laughs> in that love so that like Abraham, we too can receive God's blessing and be a blessing to all those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace that passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds forever on Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.